Well, we've all heard it said when it comes to feeding baby, the breast is best. And August is National Breastfeeding Month. In the Upper Cumberland, we want healthy moms and healthy babies, too. And education and tips, information, it's all available to help moms with breastfeeding. Advice from the Putnam County Health Department. Better informed, better prepared. Living a better life in the Upper Cumberland. Your health and you with the Putnam County Health Department. Today on Your Health and You, presented by the Putnam County Health Department, I'm joined with Katie Woodard, public health educator with the Putnam County Health Department, along with Ashley Roberts, nutrition educator and certified lactation counselor, and with Letha Gaw, breastfeeding peer counselor. Today we're discussing National Breastfeeding Month. Thank you, Katie and Ashley and Letha, for joining me today. For moms and moms-to-be, Letha, what are some benefits of breastfeeding for mom and baby? Okay, well, for mom, um, breastfeeding actually releases the hormone oxytocin, which actually helps shrink the uterus back to pre-pregnancy size. Um, Nursing also lowers the risk of breast cancer and ovarian cancer. Um, Actually lowers your risk of breast cancer by 10% for every six months that you breastfeed. And then um, it, it may actually lower osteoporosis. Um, breastfeeding burns extra calories that um, helps mom lose weight gained during pregnancy. Uh, and it also saves about $1,500 a year if you breastfeed just in formula cost. And uh, then for baby, um, it's so much easier for them to digest um, because it is 100% digestible. Um, breast milk is the perfect food for baby and it's always warm and ready to go. And uh, breastfeeding protects baby against infections and food allergies because it contains antibodies from mom. Uh, Breastfeeding for two to four months can reduce the risk of SIDS by 40% and up to six months, 60%. Um, Infants have fewer ear infections, respiratory illness, and bouts of diarrhea. And they also have fewer trips to the doctor because of those antibodies. So there are certainly a lot of benefits to baby uh, from mom's breast milk. Uh, And this I'm curious about, is there any link that you know of between breastfeeding and a lower chance of developing postpartum depression? Or is that not really? The research showing that it is actually a lower risk of postpartum depression for breastfeeding moms. So it's it's beneficial then (laughs) in a lot of ways, not just for baby, but also in a multitude of ways for mom as well. This is just the tip of the iceberg for benefits. (laughs) Yes. Now, Ashley, how long uh, we heard some statistics about the benefits for the length of time for breastfeeding and the benefits that it has for baby. But how long is it, Ashley, recommended to breastfeed? Well, the Academy of American Academy of Pediatrics and American Ecology of OBGYNs, that's easy to say, (laughs) um, strongly recommend exclusively for the first six months and then after six months up to one year of life when you've added in foods and juice and water after that um, for the most benefit. But the World Health Organization actually recommends breastfeeding up to two years of life because of the long-term benefits. Long-term benefits can be they have a greater IQ level if they're breastfed longer than the one year of life. Um, Babies who are breastfed have a lower risk of obesity later in life. and children and adults who have who have been breastfed longer have a lower rate of food allergies, asthma, eczema, celiac disease, type 1 and type 2 diabetes, and among all other things that can be. I wonder if that's, uh, as far as the food allergies go, I wonder if there is any uh, research 
about moms with food allergies who breastfeed if if that if that still exists the decrease in food allergies even if moms have allergies of course i'm sure some of that is genetic yeah but but i i would be curious hmm that that might be something interesting to look, to, into, to, to look yeah. into. I just uh, I know someone who is uh, expecting a baby who has some severe food allergies, mm-hmm. and it, it just makes me wonder if if that is something that breastfeeding can actually help their child not have. Uh, I would say you could possibly build up some immunities into your body with that uh, right. food allergy, possibly, and it might pass through to through the breast milk to the baby. Um, but then you develop allergies all over in your lifespan. And, uh, yeah, it, uh, my <laughs> so. sister never had; she never had allergies. And then, you know, later in life, in her late thirties, started developing a multitude of food allergies. So it's, there's there's no rhyme or reason Mm-mm. sometimes for some of it. It's your health and you presented by the Putnam County Health Department. Today we're discussing National Breastfeeding Month with Ashley Roberts, nutrition educator and certified lactation counselor, and with Letha Gaw breastfeeding peer counselor. I'm Marsha Lee. Ashley, we've been discussing the length of time that it's recommended for mom and baby to breastfeed, but it's super, super uncommon, at least in in the economic bracket that I'm in for moms uh, to be stay-at-home moms. Uh, it's pretty common in our area and across the Upper Cumberland that it takes uh, it takes a two-income household to provide for families. So with that being said, and with a decrease in stay-at-home moms, certainly from previous generations, most people around here, they're going back to work if they're a mom. So how do you manage doing that? How do you manage uh, breastfeeding and working? Of course, I know a lot of people take around six weeks off for maternity leave. And I know even if you only breastfed for six weeks, the benefits are are not as as substantial as breastfeeding longer, but any amount of breastfeeding I know is good. But how do you manage breastfeeding and working? Um, the best thing is to always check with your employer um, before you deliver, possibly, to see if there would be able to be pump and be a private place for you to pump or if they allow you uh, pumping breaks for you to be able to pump. Um, also, to check into your insurance companies. Most insurance companies are providing breast pumps free of charge or depending on the insurance plan. So to check with your insurance company about getting a breast pump for yourself so that way you won't be out of, po- out of, it, out of pocket. Um, we also encourage you to plan to use a breast pump the same number of times that the baby would actually feed. So if the baby's feeding every two to three hours, you need to be pumping every two to three because hours. Because if you don't, your your supply yes, will de- decrease, mm-hmm. correct? And it will it will de- decrease very quickly. It can decrease very quickly because your body is knowing that, okay, there's no milk coming out. I don't know how to produce anymore. And right. I don't have to produce anymore. Um, we also recommend starting to pump at least one to two weeks before you go back to work to build up a stockpile. So that way you have enough in reserve just in case to get everything going when you're well, getting back in the routine. That and, and so you can get to know how your body is going to yes, function ma'am. doing that. To you don't want to pump. You don't yes. want to start back to work with having, okay, well, uh, I've not pumped, but I'm going to take it to work exactly. with me and here we go. And you know, your body actually, um, changes depending on how the pump is your body actually doesn't um produce as much typically with just the pump so you got to get your body going to get used to that routine so that way you and keep with the same routine with feeding scheduled pumping sessions so that way you can keep in routine and have your body know okay i got to produce milk at these certain times of the day so that way they can get the milk out right so that so that you're able 
so that you're able to meet the the supply the will meet the demand. demand. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> the supply and demand. And just like just like any economy, the breast milk economy is yes. the same. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> the the decrease in demand will decrease the need for the supply, mm-hmm. and your body reacts yes. in that way. Mm-hmm. So now, if you are pumping, which is obvious that you're going to have to do if you're going back to work full time, unless you're going and just working two hours maybe, uh, and and that's all, you're going to have to store the breast milk. So if you're pumping. Uh, because you've gone back to work, and that's a given that you're going to have to do that, especially if you're working full time. How do you juggle uh, uh, not just breastfeeding and working, but how do you store the breast milk and how long can you keep it? I suppose that depends on how you store it. Yes. Well, freshly pumped breast milk is actually good at room temperature for about four hours. Um, and breast milk is in the refrigerator for four to eight days, actually. And then in the freezer is three months, and in a deep freeze is for a whole year. Oh, wow. Breast milk's very resilient. Yes. Very resilient. Yes. Um, And then if you thaw breast milk, it's only good for 24 hours after it's been thawed from the freezer. Um, And actually, breast milk in a cooler is good for 24 hours as well. Okay. So breast milk is very resilient. Okay. I guess just because of the... the the enzymes and all of the things that are naturally the natural antibodies. It's a living food, so it's very... Very hardy. Well, and thinking about storing and freezing and refrigerating and thawing and uh, pump, just all of it. Does anything happen to the? How do you? How do you heat? Do you heat it or do you just let it get to room? T- I mean, how does that work? Most, most babies like warm milk because they're used to getting it at mom's body temperature. Sure. So the best way to do it is thaw it under uh, running warm water or um, in a bottle warmer. Actually, is a really good way to warm it as well. Um, either from refrigerated or frozen, yes. that's okay to do? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do not microwave. Yeah, do just, not microwave. No, it will kill all the good stuff in breast milk if you okay, microwave Okay, so that's, what, that's, that's very interesting. But you can submerge it in, like uh, you could... Um, you could heat some water. Heat the water. Yeah. You could heat the water on the stovetop or in the microwave yes. and then submerge the milk. As long as it's not boiling, I'm assuming. Yes. You wouldn't want it boiling. No. Okay. So just uh, warmed mm-hmm. and then you would submerge the frozen or refrigerated uh, container, yes. however, the bottle or whatnot, um, or bag or mm-hmm. however you. <laughs> however you <laughs> how, want do, to how do you? Uh, you can store it in. They've got bottles that you can store it in the freezer. Um, I personally have always used the bags that way i can lay them flat and it takes up less space in the refrigerator oh that's a great idea and then i'm it also would thaw faster yes because it's It's a thinner surface right area okay well that's great advice it's your health and you presented by the putnam county health department katie woodard ashley roberts and letha gaw i'm marcia lee and we're discussing national breastfeeding month we've focused a lot on the benefits and how long to continue breastfeeding and we've talked about storing breast milk and for when you return to work how to do that how to juggle going back to work and and pumping and storage and thawing but breastfeeding although it might seem like the most natural thing in the world because i mean you would think that it is because that's what body that's what the female body is made to do or it wouldn't do it Uh, it seems like the most natural thing in the world and it does come naturally for some people but it doesn't come naturally for some moms and babies um that some moms and babies have difficulty and of course um Traditionally, I know around this area when moms give birth in hospitals before they're released with baby, unless there's some sort of uh, premature health, some sort of uh, un, uh, unusual circumstance, then moms are going to uh, meet 
with lactation consultants in the hospital. But Letha, since breastfeeding doesn't come naturally to some moms, what are some tips to get a good start? Well, um, right after delivery, skin-to-skin contact within the first 30 minutes to an hour after delivery is a huge help. Um, It just kind of helps initiate that first breastfeeding and get a good start. Uh, Rooming in with the baby at the that Does that cause the hormones to be released? Is that what? Yes, it it helps with the release of the hormones and things like that. Um, And it's very calming for baby because... They're nice and warm, and they can smell mom. They can hear mom's heartbeat. Mm-hmm. And when a calm baby is more likely to breastfeed than an upset baby. Okay. Um, and then rooming in with the baby at the hospital. That way you can feed often and because practice makes perfect. Right, right. Um, and uh, delaying the use of bottles or pacifiers until that latch is going really well. That way we don't have nipple confusion and everything. Um, and feeding on demand. Um, not necessarily in those first couple of weeks having a schedule um, because little babies can't hold but a very little. <laughs> yes, yeah, when they're actually first born, their tummy's about the size of a grape. So it doesn't take a whole lot to fill them up. And they burn it very fast yes. because breast milk's so digestible. So they burn it very fast. Yes. So you have to feed them often. Yeah, and it's okay if they're nursing every hour. That It doesn't mean that mom isn't producing enough. It just means they have tiny tummies. So... So what happens um, if mom, uh, of course, most of the time when you hear of women with issues, it's with um, baby latching on mm-hmm. or it's uh, a lot of times mom may be not producing enough. What happens if mom is overproducing? What, what if <laughs> what if the all of that feeding every what happens if mom overproduces? Well, that's when um, her pump becomes her best friend. Right. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, because you don't want to run the risk of the clogged ducts and infections and things like that that come with overproduction. Um, recommend trying to get baby to latch first and then pump to relieve the pressure. And and then, of course, uh, you can store it. Yes, and you can store <laughs> you, it when you go back That's right. Life. That's right. You get a head start. That's right. You, you get a head start in life. <laughs> great advice. Great tips. Your health and you discussing National Breastfeeding Month. Katie Woodard, public health educator with the Putnam County Health Department. Ashley Roberts, nutrition educator and certified lactation counselor. And Letha Gobb, breastfeeding peer counselor. Uh, we've covered a lot of benefits of breastfeeding, how moms can adjust after returning to work. But if moms are having difficulty, which is, is, you know, I, I know I did. And I know that it was, it, I, you know, it gives you these feelings of, of not, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not, you know, I mean, that can, that can weigh heavy on your mind, you know, on your, on your psyche, you know, that can, that can cause you problems in more ways than one. And a lot of that I know can lead to postpartum depression. I know that I suffered from that and I know that it's, it can be debilitating. And so these feelings of insufficiency can do that, but to help Try to avoid that for moms who really, really want to be able to do this. Uh, and they're having difficulty with breastfeeding. Ashley, where can they turn for help? 
Uh, well, our first concern is please seek help. If you're having any concerns or questions or doubts, please seek, seek help first because you want to know that you are doing it right or is there something going wrong. If you're having pain, we want you to get that help. Um, and seek it immediately. Don't wait a few days, you know, because we can fix something soon and hopefully you can have a better breastfeeding success. Um, well, at the Putnam County Health Department, there's two lactation counselors on staff that can uh, help with breastfeeding. We also have our breastfeeding peer counselor on staff at the health department. Um, in our 14 counties within the Upper Cumberland, we actually have a lactation counselor at every single health department at the local health department. So if you're in an outside county, you can seek help there also. Um, there's also a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week Tennessee breastfeeding hotline that moms can call. Um, it's funded by the Tennessee Department of Health. It's one eight five five four breastfeed or BF moms, and they can call any hour of the day and get help with breastfeeding there too. And then there's a lot of local breastfeeding support groups um, help. There's an IBCLC on staff at the hospital that can get help with breastfeeding. Okay, IBC. Tell me okay. what that is. <laughs> that is an international board certified lactation counselor. Okay. So it's a step up from what I am. Okay. Um, so they can get help through that also. Um, but we want, at the health department, we want them to come in. You know, it can be any, it doesn't have to be a patient with us at the health department. It can be anybody needing help with breastfeeding. They can come in and get help. We can do latch assessments. We can do weighted feeds. Uh, we can just do weight, weight checks on baby and see if breastfeeding's going well that way. And so mom had baby in DeKalb County and, but actually lives here. They can still contact yes, you. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And they can contact the IB, what? CLC. That? Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the hospital too for, yes, for help. Mm-hmm. So yes, they, d- they don't have to have had baby in Putnam County to seek help from you guys. No, mm-hmm. That's wonderful advice. So um, I know you've given some phone numbers and some locations, but if someone would like some more information over the topics or uh, to get more information about these programs, who would they contact? How would they do that? They could contact me or Letha at the at the Putnam County Health Department. Um, we have our business cards that we we give out, and we also have the um, Tennessee Breastfeeding Hotline business cards that we can give out too. So you can call us at nine three one five two eight two five three one. My extension is ten forty three, and hers is. 1089. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you both so much for being here today. Very Thank informative uh, for moms and moms-to-be, of course. A lot of helpful information. It is National Breastfeeding Month now that we are in August. Hard to believe that we're already here. Uh, Ashley Roberts, Letha Gaw, I'm Marsha Lee, helping you be better informed, better prepared, and live a better life in the Upper Cumberland. Your health and you, presented by the Putnam County Health Department.